Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We are, uh, we are Gucci. <laughs> you gotta stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got that a camera. <laughs> <laughs> we are Gucci. <laughs> Yo, Jenna, I love you. I love you for that. Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast with Bricks and Matt. And on this podcast, we share lessons and experiences with you guys to help you become healthy and wealthy. What up, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. It is. It may not be Thursday morning when, when you're listening to it, but hopefully it is because we drop these every Thursday. Tell a friend. Again, we're not asking you guys for much. We want you to share the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, a guest that's special to me, but also a little bit more special than that. <laughs> just, a little, a, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. We have the Mrs. Jenna Lane with us on the podcast today. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about why she's on the podcast. It's not just because she's Matt's amazing wife, but she asked, she actually has some valuable insight on, on some things that I think will help you guys. Uh, that goes without saying. Before we go any further i definitely matter of fact matt shout out shout out your your client bro your yeah. your, co your coaching client so i was i talked to a client last night and she officially has hit her goal um she is down 30 pounds megan mcgrady i am so proud of you i'm so happy for you the the mental process that it took to get here without it you would not have attained it. I'm so proud of you. I'm literally getting teary eyed right now because like you fought through every bit of that battle and like, I'm just so proud of you. So now she's, she's ugh, I'm really getting choked up he like, is, guys. He really is like she's now setting her secondary goals and working towards that. It's just, it's, it's awesome to see it come to fruition. It's, it's not the number itself. It's the mental or it's, it's behavior change behind it. Um, but for her, it's awesome. You know, she said it's quantitative and it, it's it's just beautiful to see somebody else be able to attain it. So shout out to Megan McGrady. She's absent, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need to get some sound effects situation. I agree. Man. I agree. Shout out to you, Megan. Thanks for sharing that, Matt. Um, yeah, so I've had some breakthroughs with the with the coaching program that Matt and I are going to be building and servicing. Hopefully a lot of the listeners with it's becoming clearer, clearer and clearer how I'm going how we're going to be able to make this 1000 transformation thing happen. Um, I, again, this is something that I say all the time. I was able to transform my body. Matt was able to transform his body, but I think that there are simple steps to achieving this. It, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy thing. It's, it's not a quick thing, but I do believe every person listening or not listening has the ability to do the same exact thing that he and I both did with our bodies. But I think it's about creating the, the proper systems of guidance, the, the proper model for people to follow, and just simply, like I said, breaking it down into action steps yes. and, finding, and finding metrics for you to, to guide you and, and, for, and for you to um, be able to track your progress. That's, that's really, and it's not, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the scale. That's no. the thing. And, and Without getting too much into the the, the coaching model, it's going to be something totally totally revolutionary in fitness coaching. It's the approach is probably going to shock people so much, yeah. and I just can't wait. But anyway, um, share with me some of your growth this week, Matt. Well, first before we jump into it, guys, um, as you know, this podcast is one hundred percent free. Uh, we don't want money. We just want to reinvest back into this podcast. We have our sights on many things that are going to make this great. But a lot of things are at the works. I am actually going to be not retiring my YouTube, but you know, I'm taking over this podcast and really going to start pushing it. So I say all that to say, go to bricksfitness.com, mattlanefitness.com, support us. Um, Patreon as well. Patreon is a big deal. I mean, you can donate a dollar a month automatically. It just is pulled. We would really appreciate it. But my breakthroughs this week, I realize, and I wrote it down here. I'm growing with my meditation. How coincidental! How coincidental! Because you've been growing in your meditation. You've mentioned that in the past few podcasts. Um, I realized that that meditation was casual. 
what I've used is Headspace, which is a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I intentionally this week uh, woke up and I'm reading the book that Bricks is reading currently, um, Why Buddhism is True. For some reason, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to be silent. I'm not going to say one word. And I made it to two hours. So I actually had to. Wow. I had to interact with my wife, so I couldn't be silent with her. But I hate that for you. But you can move up when you talk. But it was uh, it was powerful to to be silent for two hours because I I heard so much outside and then also internally. Mm-hmm. It was really impressive. I I was really able to analyze my emotions and all that, and then also dreamlining. Um, I'm also reading the Four Hour Work Week, which I'm way behind on that. That came out forever ago. But dreamlining is basically mapping out your goals, your life and whatnot. I'm going at it with a different intention. I've mentioned it to you guys that I've lived my life out of fear and I'm trying to switch that. So this is the tangible step for me to switching that. And it's setting my specific goals, not in a survival, but a purposeful manner. Yeah, that's listen. These are words, right? For you, these are just words, but I, I want you to really sink. I want it to sink in. I'm talking to you, Matt, how profound these insights and discoveries are. Like yeah. this is life transforming stuff. And it's just it the is. beginning. And I'm excited to to watch it all unfold because I know I know what's about to happen to your yeah. life. Bro. Like, And just to backtrack a little bit, the book we're reading is called Why Buddhism is True. And it's not a religious book. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that. And Buddhism technically is not even a religion. It is. It's 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 looked at as a religion, but there's no gods. There's no deities. You know, there's it's not like that. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that we're that we're not over here reading, you know, this as like some sort of religious Bible. And I know yep. someone would have thought that. So I just wanted to clarify that. And I know uh, somebody out there somewhere is like, I can't read. I can't do it. Do an audio book. Go to iTunes or wherever you can download music. Same thing. Audio book. It'll talk to you. Change my life. Go ahead. We we need to get the audi- the audible plug, bro. Because okay, Audible is something that has, and I'm plugging Audible right now. They they're not paying us. We have no affiliation with Audible, but that has changed my life because I yeah. wasn't a reader, and being able to listen to audio books was a game changer for me. But I am a reader now. But in the beginning, uh, I wasn't. Anyway, yeah, my personal breakthrough this week, man, it's it's weird because I, I find myself having to reintroduce myself to myself every week almost. Give me and something specific. What do you mean? Like I like I've put I've I've invested so much more time to self education and meditation mm-hmm. that I don't even recognize in a good way. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm changing so rapidly. I'm growing so rapidly. And, um, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a weird thing to see new habits form, see new insights, see new, um, you know, hear new thoughts, like the way that I handle everything, my perspective on the world, how I feel in conversation, how I feel when I wake up, it's, it's all brand new and it's all kind of foreign. And it's like, it, I don't know, it's weird, bro. It's, I have to, and this, there's a transitional period between like the, the, the me from last week and the me from this week. And, yeah. um, it's, it, but it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm gaining all these new utilities and they feel like superpowers. And I just want to find cool ways to use them to help people. It's, it's indescribable, bro. So that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, like I told you, um, I don't know. I think we were just having a conversation and I was like, you know, I've been reading and meditating three hours a day. Yeah. And yeah. that has been a game changer. It's been a game changer. And I know a lot of people, they can't invest that much time. And I, I, I want to acknowledge that, but it, this is something recent for me. I, before it was 20 minutes a day, yeah, 30 minutes a day, the power of compound interest is is real. So just give what you can. Don't overthink it. Don't compare. Don't say, oh, because I can't, you know, read and meditate three hours a day, I can't transform my life. No, you have to make that's the time. not true. You, you have to make that time. You have not just 
but you don't have to make three hours a day. And that's what I want to yeah. get, you know, make, get at. make any amount of time, any amount of time, whether that's five minutes a day to just sit with yourself and your thoughts, yep. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can give, give that and, and just build on it. So that's kind of where I'm at uh, with my breakthrough this week, man. And it's, it's, it's amazing, bro. It's amazing. I love man. it. And the way you put you're gaining utilities, that's such a, that's such a, a visual good way to put that you're gaining utilities and it's through those you know like like when we when we spoke the other day and i was stressed out yeah and those are the moments where i gain utility that's where we gain utility when we're stressed when we're uh and i hate that that I, i let me say this when life presents opportunities for us to grow right by making us uncomfortable yep that's where that's where we gain utility. And a lot of people don't grow because they run away from that feeling. There's beauty in the breakdown, bro. You have to break down. You have yep. to. And you have to. And before we started recording, I was just t- t- talking to Matt. And I'm like, listen, yeah, it, it may not have looked like it, but I was enjoying that moment, that day, that stress, that discomfort. I was like really soaking it in because the power perspective is everything. I, I knew this is what it takes for me to be, you know, who who I'm meant to be like, this is just a part of the process. So yep. anyway, enough, enough about that. us, enough enough about about <laughs> the woo woo mumbo jumbo enough um, whimsical bricks. Yeah. So <laughs> Jenna Lane, right? Jenna Lane has lost 40 pounds, right? That's correct. And, and, and she, and I admire your relationship with fitness because it's something that's very, well, at least with men, let me say this. And, and, and that's why I think this is something that most men can learn from. And, and okay, let me stop. It's not, let me say what I was going to say. She only exercises 20 minutes a day, right? Correct. Five days a week, which is <clears throat> something that if I told someone like, yo, you should only exercise 20 minutes a day, they would look at me like I said, they had three heads. Yep. You know, you can. You cannot only just lose weight. You can transform your body if you consistently work out 20 minutes a day for four or five times a week. It can happen. And I want people to know that. Like that's that's a real thing. And that and I think that's one of the biggest values um that your story will add to to the audience because they, they need to know that it's real. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's it's more common that women do that, but guys like i i have 15 minute workouts probably more often than i like to admit but they work i feel great i feel accomplished you know it's they work you don't have to you can make you can make a healthy lifestyle fit your life no matter what your situation is no matter what your schedule is no matter what access you have to a gym or you don't have access to a gym if you have equipment if you don't have equipment it doesn't matter. There's always a way to make it work. Um, so I, I want to talk. Let me pull up the questions. Look at me. This is the prepared bricks. Well, kind of prepared because I'm not prepared. <laughs> I have your quest- I have your questions in front of us so she can see the questions yeah, as well. And your first question is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you deal with this dude? I can imagine being married to Matt Lane. <laughs> This guy, um, but in the moment before we, we started, that that just described it like <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> we may have to run the clip back. Ooh, oh no no no, we're good we're good. We are uh, we are Gucci. You gotta stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got that on camera. <laughs> we are Gucci. <laughs> Yo, Jenna, I love you. I love you for that. Um, for real. Yeah, um, it's staying in. Yeah, it's staying in. I, okay. I got that. Yeah, but, but please tell me how you do it. Um, well, honestly, I mean, I hate to say this uh, and put it on record, but um, he's so much smarter than I am. And oh. he has so many great ideas. And uh, it took a couple years of me adamantly denying that oh and insisting that my ideas were best. Um, and then he was right about a lot of really important things. Mm. And um, I know it's putting my pride aside and realizing that two heads are better than one. And um, 
you know, supporting was, you and knowing that I don't have the best ideas sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> this was legit one of the highlights of my week just now, that moment. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, because that that speaks so much about who you are, Jenna Lane, to hear you say those things. And that's something I admire a lot, like a lot. And we still have a, cause we, Jenna and I, we haven't talked a lot, you know, at all. I mean, it, but I, I look forward to getting to know you more. And I feel like I just got to know you a little bit more by just hearing that statement. So that was really yeah, a highlight for me. Um, when we first got together, I, you know, I think it's so typical to have that mindset of, I know best, especially with being just slightly older than Matt. Mm -hmm. And as Matt has grown and opened his mind and forced me out of my comfort zone, which mm -hmm. I love to live right in the middle of my comfort zone. Yeah, we all uh, do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, made me open my mind to not just living the typical life. It's changed both of our lives physically, uh, financially, mentally. So I think it's just so important to realize I'm also right sometimes. Oh, but 100%. Absolutely. On the big stuff, you've been really spot on, and it's because you've allowed your mind to not just focus on what everybody else is doing and not focus on the conventional, but kind of look outside the box and realize that, you know, life doesn't have to be lived only in your comfort zone. Yep. Guys, I, w I just took a screenshot, but I want the I want the viewers, the listeners to know how cute it is. You guys, they're literally like sitting next to each other, staring into into each other's eyes as Jenna talks. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. Thank oh, this is a moment for me, guys. Like I appreciate this. All right. So let, let's get into the, the, the meat and potatoes here, right? So I mentioned before you lost 40 pounds, which I don't know where it was because you're not a big person. Like, I mean, anyway, it was, um, it was everywhere. Got it. Got it. All right. So, so why, why, why did you want to lose weight? Like, what was the thing that was like, man, you know what? Um, I just want to get this off. Honestly, uh, it wasn't intentional to begin with. Um, Matt, I, I remember specifically Matt showing me a YouTube video of, and I'll never forget this girl in her kitchen. And I still remember her Tupperware. And, um, he's like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to meal prep. And, um, that was almost five years ago, four years ago. Yeah. And at the time, he didn't do any cooking. I don't think you'd ever mm -mm. made a meal without a microwave. Right. And, <laughs> um, and we didn't really cook here at all. It was mostly takeout, fast food. And he showed me this video and my immediate reaction was, that's stupid. You're never going to stick with that. And audibly, I, audibly and, said that. And, said that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I usually try to filter my, um, my immediate reaction uh -huh. because he's come to me with a lot of these. Uh, unconventional ideas. And um, usually when I'm so open with how I actually feel, it fuels him to do it even more. So it's um, <laughs> a really good way to put that. So yeah, now you know my secret. If I'm like, yeah, you should do that. I really am like, I hate this. You never do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and so he had never cooked before. And um, then started the the string of, you know, Tupperware with, you know, dry chicken and rice. Um, but it became less fun for me to go to the, you know, the fast food restaurant or whatever after work or at, at night for lunch by myself. So what made it, what made it, oh, okay. Okay. I was about to ask you, what made it less fun? It was is the fact that you were doing it by yourself. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like I don't, he's over here. He didn't have to go anywhere to get his dinner. And now I got to <laughs> drive across town to get my, my crappy dinner. And <laughs> so I, uh, I, I remember asking, well, can you make me one? Yeah. Oh, man, when that happened. <laughs> so, and to put that in perspective, guys, Jenna is extremely, she's she's very intelligent. Um, She's very uh, methodical. And she's everything good that I'm not. But um, when I said that, and she immediately said, that's the dumbest thing ever, <laughs> it was a light switch. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But... <laughs> But, you know, four years later, five years later, I've, I've still been doing it. And I remember wanting her to do it, but you can't force somebody into doing that. So I was like, you know what, yeah. I'm just going to do my thing. And I'm not going to guilt her about it. And I did my thing. And I, I think it 
she naturally gravitated towards it when she saw the benefits. Yeah. I, I mean, and then when I started doing his meals, started eating your meals, it wasn't um, because I had the mindset of, well, I want to lose weight. It was, well, that's a lot easier yeah. than driving mm-hmm. 10 minutes each way to go to Subway and it's mm-hmm. cheaper. And um, then it, it became more of a routine when, when you started nursing school. Yeah. So um, it became a financial thing. Um, mm. So mm-hmm. the meals were a lot cheaper and they were better than just eating sugar and carbs for every meal. Yep. And I felt but better. Isn't, isn't so, it ironic how most people, when they think about eating healthy, they think it costs more. Yeah. That's, right. I was just about to say a big yeah. point there, people. I just put a video out talking about how you can meal prep for $2.42 a meal or less. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like I did it through nursing school, which is notorious for not having time and not having money. Right. And the thing that clicked for me working a a busy job was that so many people spent 20 minutes of their 30 minute lunch break going to get their food, waiting in line, waiting for it to be made. And then they come back and they just got a few minutes to sit down. And that's not the whole that's not you're missing the purpose of having a Mm -hmm. lunch break. That's supposed to be, you know, a break for your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. And um, so if I could shave it down to two minutes in the microwave and then I've got 28 minutes to sit and reset, that made Mm -hmm. a big difference. That's that's where that's process, isn't it? And that's that's where this process started for her. Mm -hmm. And then the, the thought of, you know, so many people comment on Matt's videos and say, Oh my gosh, how long does that take you? That must take you hours. Well, I mean, if you think about how much time you spend during the week cooking every meal, mm-hmm. and then you say, okay, well, Matt spent three hours cooking all of our meals for the next two weeks. He actually is, that's a drop in the bucket compared yeah. to yeah, for sure. how many times, even just washing dishes. You know, we mm. wash dishes once oh, yeah. and versus washing dishes three times a day for the meals that you made. Um, it just, it makes more sense. Yep. See, and, and, and I wonder how many people think meal prepping is stupid. Like there's probably a lot of people that look at people on the internet with their Tupperware laid out yeah. and say like, that's stupid, but it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does. It makes so much sense. And if I can credit one or two things, uh, you know, for my successful weight loss, it was 100% meal, meal prepping. It was Same meal here. prepping. Absolutely. It, it's such a it's such a powerful tool. It's not mm-hmm. something you need to do forever, but it's something that in the beginning is very, 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 very important. Yep. Very important. Cool. All right. So how long how long did you con- contemplate losing weight? Is this something that bothered you for a while before you took any action? Or like how'd that happen? I I, I'll, I think I'll sort of speak to that. Like I remember a point where you had gained a, a significant amount of weight and I were both registered nurses and I was legitimately worried for your health at first. And I remember bringing that up and that's, I wonder, did that, did that have anything to do with like, maybe it's time to lose weight? Not at all. I, okay. I just got not frustrated even, with you. Not even close. Okay. So, and, and to go back to my, uh, another point that I've already made, I had that mindset of, I was right. You were wrong. I was, I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. I'm, uh, you know, my ideas are best. And I think that's what got me into the situation I got myself into to begin with was, um, you know, I worked hard. I deserve this. Um, you know, I, I have a good job. I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve this. And so it didn't just get me in trouble health wise. Um, you deserve what the fast food, Right. So like, you know, I've had a busy day. I'm going to go eat Wendy's. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked really hard today. I'm going to go spend a hundred dollars on a meal. Um, and after I ate it, it didn't make me feel any better. I just, I had that mindset of, well, I deserved it. I deserve that. Cause I, I did something and it's that mindset of, you know, you, you do something hard or something you know, productive. Well, I deserve a reward when I wasn't rewarding myself at all. I was punishing myself for my way oh, of yeah. thinking. Hold on. Um, I want I want us to chew on that for a second. That was really well put. Yes. That listen, that was profound. And I want you guys to listen to that because I remember feeling that way. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. So when you've had a long day or you worked hard and you just got your paycheck, 
And now you like the, the idea of unhealthy foods that are essentially killing us as a reward. It's so bass awkward to me, bro. It really is like that just doesn't make sense. But from my perspective now, it doesn't make sense. But I remember feeling the same exact way. So if nothing else, I want you guys to gain insight and gain awareness. If this is how you think, just don't beat yourself up about it, but just be aware that that doesn't serve you. That mindset doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your body. It doesn't serve your mind. So it, it's, I think it's, uh, it's almost like a, um, what's the word? A toxic way to have a relationship with food. It's very toxic, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and that mindset got me in trouble financially too. Um, because mm-hmm. I would work hard, I would work extra hours and say, well, I've earned this extra money. I deserve this Handbag. or that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, and then you have to work harder to pay mm-hmm. for the payment. And then my next thought is, well, I'm working so many more hours. Well, I deserve this. And mm-hmm. it's another expensive thing. And then you get so mm-hmm. far behind, then you're, you're, you're punishing yourself financially too. You can't get uh-huh. ahead. And then I'm, unhappy with how I look. And then I'm unhappy with, um, not having money that I've worked so hard for cause it's all going out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that goes to, you know, Matt's and it's not your original thought, but it, the profound statement you made to me, um, a couple of years ago was wealth isn't how much you make. It's how much you keep. Okay. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't keeping anything. It was all, it just turned around and paid my bills. And that's, there's no satisfaction in working so many hours to just give it all to somebody else because it's something, you know, I'm still paying for things that I already had. So it's not bright and shiny and new mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, and now I regret it. So how do I make myself happy again? Well, I, I just fill my life with more things. Yep. Um, and but and so let me stop you for a second. That's, that's kind of like, that's systematically, programmed into us yes absolutely yes that's that's culture that's that's the american culture and that has to change i mean systematically we have to change that it starts with how we were taught from elementary school if you think about it right the school systems and i don't want to jump into a rabbit hole here but we have that rabbit hole written down yeah um the school systems were set up in a way you know during the industrial revolution to produce workers right to produce workers, to stimulate the economy, to keep things going. And culture has changed. Life has changed. We're no longer in the industrial revolution and the school systems are still the same and it's not working. It's a mismatch now and it's producing all types of problems. And this, this country is built on greed and that's why they program us to spend our money. That's why they program us to think that things is are thing are are what is what is going to make us feel good about ourselves when it don't anyway that's another thing let's let's keep <laughs> this going i'm sorry about that jenna i apologize before you go on with your questions I, I had a specific question that i don't think i've ever really asked you um have you ever felt intimidated by me like have you ever felt like well He's now a personal trainer. He's gotten into better shape and blah, blah, blah. Did you ever felt intimidating, intimidated through my process? Um, not really intimidated. Um, annoyed quite a bit at first because my... <laughs> well, that has nothing to do with my fitness journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, because your, your mindset was so different than mine. And I was still, you know, evolving into the mindset of, well, maybe you have some good points. Um, but honestly, I mean, for a while... My thought was, um, you know, when you finish nursing school, my fear was that, well, you're not going to need me anymore. And Mm. my fear was that we weren't going to work out after nursing school because you you weren't going to. She meant work out as a relationship, not physically work out. (laughs) And so I I really had that that complex of. We don't match. Mm. Um, And Mm. I saw it in people's eyes when you introduced me a couple of times and they were like, well, that doesn't 
Makes sense. You don't match. I had a few people tell me that we didn't match, yeah. which Whoa. I thought was bullshit. I, I thought that was bullshit when they told me that. <laughs> and you know who you I'm looking at the camera. You know who you are. I thought that was bullshit when you told me that. <laughs> um, but honestly, we didn't. No, we, we, we did not match them. No, I'm no. not saying that they were wrong, but it's still bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and doesn't make that, sense, Matt. Internally, we matched and that's what mattered. On the outside, we didn't match. Externally, I, I was I had no confidence. I was big. I was uncomfortable. And I I knew that we didn't match. So, of course, that made us match even less because I was mm. so self-conscious. Mm. Um, mm. And these are some new things I've never even heard. <laughs> well, I'm for real. Yeah, I, I really um, when you finish school, like when you were about to finish school, I was very wrapped up in the idea that that that. We weren't going to work out much longer after. Let me stop you for a second, Jenna. Do you understand that this is the type of stuff that destroys people's relationships and you guys weathered that? Well, not only that, what did I do when I graduated? Um, You asked me to marry you. And Mm. this was the guy who for the six or seven years before that was adamant that you would never get married. Yeah. Yeah, for six wow. or seven years, I said to her face, I'm never getting married, just so you know. So if, if we need to wow. end this, we can end this. So, so look, the day I look, graduated, the day I got my degree, I proposed to her. Oh, my God. that's This is an amazing story, guys. This is a, we're Listen, audience, we're learning this. I mean, Matt's mentioned this to me, but it's this is just different. I'm learning about them as a couple in a way that I didn't before. Anyway, I want to extract the value from this because again, I want us to chew on this. I don't want this to just like go in one ear and yeah, that sounds cool. But no, this is truly profound because I think one of the biggest challenges a lot of people face when they're trying to adopt a healthy lifestyle is that their significant other isn't on, on board. Right. And that can potentially that's be, tough, guys. That's yeah, tough. It can make or break a person, right? So I I often I, I don't even give people ex- advice when it comes to this because I'm extreme. And that's just how I'm wired. I'm very extreme. I think um there there's a there's a level of patience that has to be involved. There's a level of but it's it's tough when you are trying to work out and eat healthy and your wife or your your husband or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, is just on a total opposite side of the spectrum. What advice would you give? I mean, I don't know. you. I don't know, Matt. I, I guess you can give me some insight on that. But it's she she Jenna ended up coming on board. Did you yeah. did, do you think you did anything to help her? come come around or is that something that she internally had these discoveries and insights on her own i mean of course with your help but what would be your advice to someone in that situation still at that point and i've had i've had clients actually ask me that question it's very similar to someone that has a drug addiction like you have to want to change if you don't want to change then it's not going to work i can do all the poking and prodding that i want for your health or for whatever reason and i'll admit that i had to go through my own process of learning you can't force somebody into that you can't i struggled with it a little bit i kept my mouth shut i think most of the time most of the time Mo- yeah most of the time she just said um but i finally realized that i couldn't force her it, it so what i what i did was i just led by example that I knew that's the only control that I had, and I led by example, and it worked. Yeah, and, and that's and that was going to be my point too. Is just consistency and just you being you, and not worrying about what anybody else was doing, even your wife, <laughs> um, and you just doing you, you know, just doing what you knew was right for you, um, helped me open my mind. And honestly, like I, I went to the gym with you. I I started several times. I had many day ones and, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, I wasn't there in my mind and my heart. It wasn't for me. It was for Matt and not just because, mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. you were nagging, but because like I was, I wanted to do this for you 
because it was so important, but it it wasn't for me. So, you know, a week or two or four into it, I, I didn't want to do it anymore because it wasn't my goal. Um, I was doing it for you. Let me ask you a question. Okay. So we all, we often tell people you have to do it for yourself, right? That's, that's a cliche. And I agree. You have to do it for yourself, but you started for him. And I think right. the, that experience you starting was important to making it stick when it finally did. Right. right? So I don't care if you're starting for your dog, for your wife, for your pastor, your mama, start. Absolutely. Let's work out your reasons why after, because eventually your fuel has to switch. It has to become something that you're doing for you eventually. But I don't care what it what it is that gets you going, go. That's that's the most important thing. So I just wanted to extract that point from this because you know a lot of people say, Yeah, I want to go, I want to go for him, but I don't want I don't want to go for him. I want to go for me. No. Okay, that's fine. You have the you get it, but just go. You right. Know? And and me going for Matt, it it wasn't bad or wrong. It was just it helped lay the groundwork for mm-hmm. when I was ready to do it for me. I had you know, I had some basic knowledge of what I should be doing and you know, I, so it it helped significantly. I wasn't just starting from square one of how do I do a squat? Like, you know, we had already done that. We had already been there. We had already done all sorts of body weight exercises at home. And mm-hmm. we had, we had done so many different things to try to help me find my why and help me find mm-hmm. my true day one. So when it clicked and it was, it was a, it was literally a light bulb that came on one day and that, that was it. And so I, I wasn't, starting from the ground up, I already had a little bit of a foundation mm-hmm. of what I should do, what I could do until I learn more. Um, so it, it, it did help, you know, going and, and, you know, making those attempts before. Yeah. So I had something to build off of. I never realized that to be honest. I, I, I in my head, I guess, cause I wasn't in your head, you know, I never knew that those times actually benefited you now. Benefited you now. Mm-hmm. So now, and I don't know where I heard this st- statistic, but something about registered nurses being very unhealthy people. Now, yeah. 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 There's which, a, a lot of really terrible coping mechanisms. Absolutely. Yeah, which it, I don't understand because you registered nurses, you guys should understand how the body works and, you know. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you right now, not to defend nurses. But it's the system that we're trained in. It's just like doctors. And I've said that before. This is a topic near and dear to my heart that it's the system itself. It's not proactive. It's reactive. And it's how we are trained. And pretty much every nurse you speak to start out by saying, I just want to help people. And they, they, they enjoy helping people, coping, um, managing and fixing things. But the last person they look at is themselves across mm. the board. That's, yeah. I think the, mindset for most people in healthcare is you put yourself last. So at the end of the day, you don't have any more to give to yourself when you can't pour from an empty cup. You should, you know, mm-hmm. give yourself that attention first. That way you can care for other people better. I think that's a, a important across the board, not just for healthcare. And I think that's an unspoken way that, you know, a part of how the healthcare system is broken that people don't discuss. Like it goes Absolutely. all the way down to that level of how toxic and, and broken our healthcare system is in America. We in healthcare treat symptoms. We are reactive. We don't treat the cause. We are not proactive. And that is the problem. And that's what I will break. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I'm going to help yeah, you I, I, as much as I can. Everything is reactive. There's no, um, you know, preventative, preventative medicine is very small. I was going to say, let me take that back. There, there is a small percentage that is doing it, you know, uh, but it's, it's not the forefront and that's what it should be. It's so anti-American culture right now that it's looked at 
like an alien when someone's talking about preventative health care. You know, it's almost, you know, people, anything that people are unfamiliar with or just doesn't fit the mold of what they've been taught or what they've been programmed to believe is the way to do things, it's going to face scrutiny. It's going to, so it, there's going to be, it, we have to, of course, be patient, but time, I think, and uh, people like you, you guys are going to be very instrumental to bringing preventative he health care to the forefront by building a platform, climbing a mountain and screaming like, listen, guys, we've been bamboozled. This is we got to change this. We have to change it. And it's so it's so obviously about money. It's so I, I was obvious. just about to say, I mean, that, and that's what it all that's what it boils back down to is that it's money. Oh. It's so much it's so much more lucrative to treat symptoms than it is to treat the cause and to be that proactive. Breaks, that breaks my it's heart. The truth. And it's a direct result of the pharmaceutical companies running our healthcare because they want you to think that there's a magic pill for everything. They want mm -hmm. you to depend on that magic pill and wait until you need the magic pill to do anything about it. Yep. When for just about every disease process, there's a lifestyle change that you could do to prevent ever even having that disease process. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, and I'm not going to wallow, right? But it is, it hurts. It hurts to, under, to know that we live in a country that really doesn't care about the lives of people. It's all about the money. And I want people to free themselves. Like just, it starts with the awareness and these are cliche conversations. And I hate that they're cliche conversations because this is like real shit. This is really, this is hot. This is the, the environment we live in guys. Like we are puppets, man. Like people, ugh. anyway, I don't want to there on that. and not, not to, we'll get off this rabbit hole, but like, for me, it's, it, I've said it before, but for me, it's near and dear to my heart and not to be dramatic or I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen death. Like uh, many people have seen death, but I like, I've literally had a hand in someone's healthcare that we truly didn't really have control over. And like, they died in front of me. And that, that's why when I talk about this healthcare thing, it hits me in the head. Like, that's why. Yeah. I can imagine. And I, I don't have to even had, have had to had those type of experiences for me to be fired up about it, man, because I just see it. Like I, I, I just, it's, it's sad, bro. It, it breaks my heart anyway. Um, so what, what, what's your routine? What's your routine look like every day? Your exercise well, routine before, before we go there, how long is it for the viewers? Cause this wasn't overnight. How long did it take you to lose a total of 40 pounds? Um, I think it's been three, three and a half years. Um, is I started, I think I had lost about 15 pounds when we got married. Um, and one point I want to make is that you forced me to take, uh, progress pictures. And, um, I gotta say, I hated you for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad. I forced you to take progress photos and keep them for yourself. Yes. I wasn't like, I wasn't yeah. standing in front of a backdrop and be like, all right, quarter turn to the left. It was, it was take them on your phone and keep them. Yeah. I was so bad just because like, I didn't, I don't want to see the pictures. And of course, when you took them, I was even more mad because I didn't want to see them. <laughs> yeah. um, but let me, let me stop you for a second. So listen, guys, it took 40, 40 years, it took three years, right? For her to lose 40 pounds. Now that sounds very underwhelming, but that is to me, this is, this is one of my favorite weight loss stories that I've heard in a very long time, because what happens when you take your time is you form new habits. You allow your, the way you your relationship with food to develop you re you allow your relationship with exercise to develop and now you didn't just lose 40 pounds you became a whole nother person who is now going to easily be able to maintain that 40 pound weight loss and that's profound and i just wanted to point that out congratulations yeah, on it, that thank you it, it, it's it's been a process of changing my mind and um it's not a sprint and I think that's the biggest point is that I'm not just dieting. It's a lifestyle change and that's sustainable. Um, you know, several times I was like, 
oh, I have I have this deadline to meet or I want to do this or do that. And so I tried to really stick to my, you know, the meal preps or, you know, really work out for a couple of weeks. And of course, you, you work out really hard for two weeks. You're really not going to see that much progress or that much change. Um, it's it's the slow process of just whittling down your bad habits, mm-hmm. whittling down your fat <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, changing your lifestyle and not just, um, I'm going to work out really hard for the next 30 days. Cause I got this going on in 30 days. It's, uh, <laughs> her earphone just dropped out. That was funny. <laughs> it's, you know, changing your, your mindset that way, if you've got something going on, you don't have to hurry and rush and change your lifestyle to have a a minimal change you're you're ready all the time so and allow me to shamelessly plug the coaching program we are going to take very untraditional routes when it comes to the way that we're going to coach people to these transformations and just know if you are interested in fast results extreme you know quick like no then this is not going to be the program for you. This is not our philosophy is anti anything that doesn't include the intention of lifestyle change, period. I'm not going to put we're not going to put you on a diet. We're not you know, we're going to help you <clears throat> slowly become the person that has the body that you want. That's it. And Jenna, that's this is a really, really, really powerful insight that I hope people are digesting. This is this is it. This is the essence of how this problem has to be fixed in America. We have to stop rushing. We have to stop. We have to fall out of love with instant gratification. We have to attack this thing from the root. And it is our habits. It is our, you know, our culture. It is our lifestyle. You know, it is the environment in your household, your relationship with food, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body image. Like it's so much deeper and it goes so much, it goes so far beyond what you eat and what, and what type of exercise you do. It's so much more than that. And here's the secret that the fitness industry doesn't want you to know. It doesn't matter what you do in the gym. It really doesn't matter as long as you're safe and you are active and you are addressing your nutrition properly. Because think about it, there's people who don't even work out that lose weight, significant amount amounts of weight. And I know you started off with just nutrition, right, Jenna? Yeah. So so just know that. Anyway, so so tell us about how, how that process happened initially with the um, um just the nutrition part. Uh so it was you know, I started, you know, eating oh, mats, the meal preps. Meal preps. Yeah. and then, yeah. um, you know, I still had those bad habits. So it was still, you know, I still ate fast food, um, frequently instead of the meal preps. And it was, it was whittling that. Sorry to cut you off. Down. So guys, just like bricks, I'm, I'm extreme when I do things and yes, I will, I will attest to that. When I, I'm extreme <laughs> when I do things. So like I literally said, okay, I'm going to start meal prepping and I'm going to do it indefinitely and it's five years later and I'm still doing it. I'm not going to lie. I'm proud of that because it's, it's benefited us so much. So continue. And I have to say the meals are so much better than they used to be. (laughs) 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 That's good news. I've, uh, I've eaten a lifetime of dry chicken. And and that's the thing. Um, it doesn't have to be, and that's and that's another stigma that meal prep has. That is yeah. just not yeah. enjoyable. You can enjoy your food. You have to be creative. You have to maybe do a little research. And I think Cami is a good uh, resource for that because she, I don't know what that woman's a that woman is a wizard. She's a wizard. She's been able. To, she mastered how to make macro friendly foods taste amazing, bro. Amazing, and she's getting better and better. She made. She made macro-friendly Pop-Tarts last night, bro. Wow. Good Lord. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, what is this unicorn poop that I'm eating right now? I mean, that sounds (laughs) bad, but it was just just magic, bro. It was crazy. But yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't have any more questions. I think we pretty much hit everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, the high points. 
I want to thank you, Jenna, man, because this was a very, listen, guys, this is one another one of those episodes you may need to listen to a few times because there were jewels in here and Jenna's calm nature disguises them as just words. But like, listen, guys, this is, this is the stuff right here. This is the sauce. This is the sauce straight up. So yeah. Something that like it's impacted her thoughts and like, and I'll let you close this out, Jenna, but like it's impacted her thoughts. It's her behavior change is what it's been. Like it's mm -hmm. it sure. It was like, sure. I cooked food and threw it in Tupperware that helped and all that, but it was her actions, not mine. It was, it was her behavior change, not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a lot of anxiety, um, especially when I'm out of my comfort zone. Um, and it's, unspinning my brain i get spun up i think that's the the most um the best way i can describe getting my just my brain all tangled and spun up and um for me when i added working out in the morning um i come in here in matt's office and the lights are off and it's just the light coming the sunlight coming in through the window and i play like piano music and it's my meditation too. So mm -hmm. I wake up for me every morning. I wake up thinking these like rapid fire thoughts that should not be in my brain at six mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning. But so I know that I was thinking about that when I was sleeping. And um, mm -hmm. so to come in here and very little stimulation from the outside world, you know, playing that slow piano music and having it be, you know, pretty well dark in here and then to stretch and then work out to um and it's not a, a terribly difficult workout that i do in the morning but it's i don't have outside thoughts to keep me from concentrating on the muscle group that i'm working on and when i can do that and i can concentrate on my breathing and what i'm working out it pushes all of that those rapid fire thoughts all of that mm -hmm. anxiety out of my head and it wipes my brain clean for the day what's so much more impactful than just working out and changing my body is being able to wipe my brain clean in the morning. Wow. Changes yeah. my entire day. If if I never saw a change in my body, I would still do it mm. for the for the benefits of my mental change and my mental health throughout the day. So many jewels, man. Oh, that's that's powerful stuff. You've been able to to combine the effects of meditation and exercise and that's that's impact right there. That's that's life transforming stuff, and and it's like I said, life transforming. It's not just body transforming; it's life transforming. So thank you so much, Jenna Lane, for having the courage to love yourself the way you've grown to love yourself. And Matt, you're the man, bro. You have a great woman. I would beat your ass if you ever. <laughs> If you ever, I don't got to say it. So love you guys. And uh, yeah, let's close it out, Matt. So what I would always, I'm, I'm explaining to Jenna right now, guys, at the end of every podcast, I sort of wrap it up with my, my thoughts of what I think this was all about. And <laughs> um, it whimsical. I think that, I think that what it, I think it boils down to two different big pieces here. One, when it's spousal type fitness trying to mesh the worlds, you just have to lead by example and do what's right at your heart for that person. If you love them and you do what's right for them, not what you want them to do. And then the other piece would be the behavior change. Like you've, you've attained a great feat from your behavior change and not your physical or your nutritional like it started with behavior and that's mm -hmm. that's the wrap up for real yeah well thanks guys and until next week as a matter of fact listen to this again yep. right now all right listen yeah. to, listen to this again and hit us up on on twitter on instagram screenshot the the, the uh, podcast and just let us know that you're still listening i appreciate you guys all right peace